0: It is episode 13 of This Week in Fantasy. I am your host, James Seltzer. As always, we will catch up with Mr. Sigmund Bloom. I spoke to him a few days ago, Uh, give you some insight on on some potential moves you can make heading into the stretch run of the fantasy season uh, and a whole lot more. And we go inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom on this. Interesting week for America, so we'll get his perspective on that. But why don't we start taking a look at this Week 10 slate as we head in here. Uh, Looking at a few teams on by this week. We are missing the Buffalo Bills, the Detroit Lions, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Oakland Raiders all on by. But let's look at the other slate of games as we start out with the 1 o'clock action in Tennessee. Green Bay heading into town. Uh, you got to like this Green Bay passing game. Rodgers, obviously, I think is a great play in DFS. He is expensive, but likely worth the money. Uh, Obviously, without the uh, running game there, you have to like the opportunity for Rodgers to throw against a defense that has – Given up some passing yards, so uh, I like Rodgers. I like the passing game. Uh, all three of those guys, or really four of those guys, uh, if you include Montgomery, but uh, Cobb, if he's healthy, I would run run with Cobb and and Nelson. I think has a great matchup against Parrish Cox and that Titans defense. And then Devonte Adams, of course, especially in PPR leagues, has been a, a strong player this season. So uh, those guys, and then Ty Montgomery out of the backfield, depending on whether he is a running back or wide receiver in your league. Certainly worth an add or a play, excuse me, there. And on the Titans side of the ball, nice week to get some Titans into your lineup. Marcus Mariota, a nice play in DFS, very cheap, and a great matchup against this Packers secondary that has struggled all season long. So I like Mariota, like Walker, Delaney Walker there. And even Rashard Matthews is a nice value play, has been finding the end zone a lot lately. Uh, on the running side of the ball, look, you're, you're not going to sit to Marco Murray. He's been too good. Uh, Green Bay's run defense ha- had been terrific and has struggled a little bit of late, but still a solid unit. So, uh, you know, I don't think you're playing Murray in, in weekly DFS type stuff, but obviously not sitting him in season long. Let's head to the one o'clock start in Washington as they host the Minnesota Vikings. Not a ton of fantasy goodness in this game as we've got uh, that that Vikings offense is pretty much unplayable right now with the way that O-line is played and obviously Bradford just getting killed game in game out. So I'm avoiding that offense altogether, except potentially Kyle Rudolph as uh, he has found the end zone a fair amount and and does seem to be one of Bradford's favorite targets, a a solid matchup here. So I think Rudolph is playable digs potentially in deeper leagues, maybe worth a shot. Washington secondary, not very good, Uh, but I'm scared of, of, rolling with any of these Vikings right now with the way that line's playing. On the flip side, uh, Washington, Robert Kelly looks like he's going to get the start this week. Not the best matchup, really, for any of these Washington guys. I think you probably start Reed obviously, and Crowder. And a couple of the guys have been consistent, but certainly in DFS, I'm avoiding it. And and I like Minnesota this week from a defensive perspective. I know the D has not been quite as good as before, but going up against this Trent williams list. Washington offense. I think they have a chance to rack up some sack numbers. Let's head out to Tampa Bay. One of the uh, uglier matchups of the week is the Bears in town. Not a, a very exciting one here, but uh, on the Chicago side of the ball, you have to love Alshon Jeffrey with Jake with Jay Cutler back. In the saddle, you probably don't like really much much else about Jay Cutler being back, but it's certainly a good thing for Alshon as those two obviously have had a a good connection. Alshon very cheaply priced in DFS if you're looking to go that route, but certainly a week to get Alshon in your lineup. Zach Miller a nice play as well, and uh, of course Jordan Howard uh, coming off that monster game last week. Love him against this Tampa Bay defense, a a nice matchup there. So I am getting my bears in the lineup on the other side of the ball, looking at the Buccaneers again, I I think you're starting Winston and I think you're starting Mike Evans and that's about it. I'm probably avoiding the rest of that roster. Peyton Barber getting the start at running back, uh, you know, a decent enough upside play in DFS, but I am probably avoiding that Carolina hosting the chiefs at one o'clock as well. An interesting game here uh, as we've got, you know, a chiefs team that just keeps winning versus a a Panthers team that needs wins. Um, I, I think there's some fantasy excitement in this game though here, Alex Smith back at quarterback. That's, Less exciting for those Kansas City receivers, but with Jeremy Macklin out this week, you have to like tra- uh, Travis Kelsey going up against that struggling Panthers secondary and, and linebacking core. I think that, Kelsey makes for a really nice play this week. Outside of that, I you know, I'm I'm pretty much avoiding my Chiefs. Running game's going to struggle against that Panthers D. Alex Smith's not a start. But uh, Carolina-wise, I, I think I'm starting my guys. I'm starting Cam Newton, obviously. Uh, I think we're going to see a better second half of the season from Cam. I know he wasn't terrific last week, but... You could throw on Kansas City, and I think Cam gets it going a little bit this week. Kelvin Benjamin, a nice play as well. Olsen, all those guys. And I'm probably even rolling Jimmy Stewart out in at least season-long leagues, maybe not in DFS. Moving on, we've got our uh, Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Atlanta Falcons. And and this this is a game for the fantasy players as well as, as us Eagles fans. as I, I think we are looking straight down the barrel at a shootout here. I don't see how the Eagles slow down Julio Jones or that Falcons passing game. I think Ryan Jones, Austin Hooper, you know, I think you're starting all those guys and, and Devonte Freeman with Tevin Coleman out as as a must play as well for the use in the passing game as well. Uh, on the flip side, I'm starting all my Eagles as well. This Atlanta defense, not very good, especially against the pass. Wentz is a really sneaky play in DFS. He is, unbelievably cheap, and uh, we've seen him be able to put up numbers. I know he hasn't been nearly as good the last four games as the first four, but you have to like this matchup here. You like Matthews, like Sproles, Uh, Atlanta been one of the worst teams, if not the worst, if I'm mistaken, uh, at stopping running backs out of the backfield in passing situations. So a nice matchup for Sproles, Wentz, Matthews, even Ertz, a solid play this week as well. Let's head to New York as the Jets hosting those Rams – we don't really need to talk about this one much. There's not much goodness. It looks like Todd Gurley's not going to play. I'm starting zero people. Maybe Kenny Britt in a PPR league's probably worth a start uh, against a bad Jets secondary. But otherwise, not not much goodness on the Rams side and equally not a ton on the Jets side outside of Brandon Marshall who you're starting and, and potentially a Nunwa Forte potentially. But again, not an exciting week here, and this looks to be... A lower scoring game, if I had to guess. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid my Jets and Rams this week, though. Uh, a few of those guys, I, I think you have to start. Let's head out to New Orleans as we've got a, a clash of strengths here as the best pass defense in the league in Denver in town taking on Drew Brees in that potent Saints passing game. Uh, you got to, like... The New Orleans running game this week is Denver has, has really struggled, stopping, struggled to stop the run this season. Uh, Ingram, Hightower, the the question really is who do you start of the two? I think both are startable in, in deeper leagues and both have some DFS potential at their prices. But uh, And both could be successful, but um, I'm probably leaning Ingram of the two. But, again, I think both are startable. The passing attack, a little more worried about that going up against this Denver D. I, I do think, you know, it's tough. To sit Drew Brees at home ever against anyone in any situation, Um, but uh, so so you probably roll Brees. But if you have a better option, it might be the week to take it as uh, that Denver pass defense is no joke at all. So uh, you know Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks. I'm guessing in season long you probably have to roll out with them. But if you can avoid that side of the game, I, I think it's probably. A wise decision. On the Denver side of the ball, I mean, that New Orleans D is bad. So, you know, you got to like Devontae Booker. Hopefully he gets it going this week. A nice matchup there. I like the Denver receivers. I'm probably not starting Simeon, though it is a good matchup, but Emmanuel Sanders and Damaris Thomas will both absolutely be in my lineups this week. All right, the last of the one o'clock games, another. uh, less exciting one like that Jets and Rams one as we get Houston heading into Jacksonville. Yikes. That's that's an ugly one, and uh, nobody wins in this one, though I do think Houston will win. Jack's favored by a point and a half is a shock to me. They shouldn't be favored over anyone not named the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but as it is, uh, not a ton of fantasy excitement. I think you're starting Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins on the Houston side of the ball. C.J. Fedorowitz, a nice play at tight end. That's about it. Jag side, yeah, you know, I guess you, you probably give Allen Robinson another shot here, but man, that is a, uh, it's an ugly team to be involved with right now. And uh, I'm not excited about any of those guys. Marquise Lee has been all right as a PPR type of guy, and Allen Hearns will have a big game here and there, but. Uh, really not excited, though I do think Chris Ivory, as far as it goes, a, a nice play this week with the guaranteed touches going up against a, a surprisingly bad Houston run defense. So I think there is some value there, but on the whole, not a lot of Jacksonville action this week. Uh, we got four, uh, excuse me, three 4 o'clock and beyond games here uh, at the 4 o'clock hour. We've got Miami heading into San Diego at 4.05. Jay Ajayi, man, keep rolling with the guy as, as he's uh, clearly the guy. They're running the ball well. He runs violently. I wouldn't be shocked if he finds the end zone again for the fourth straight week. So I like Jay Ajayi against his Chargers d Outside of that, I'm probably avoiding my Dolphins. There's not a lot of excitement there. Excuse me, Jarvis Landry, of of course, you're going to play Landry, especially in PPR. But uh, not a ton of excitement, though I do think Ajayi has a nice week. On the San Diego side, I think you're starting most of your guys. Melvin Gordon against uh, uh, Miami uh, Rundy. that is the uh, third worst in the league, I believe. So uh, another week to get Melvin Gordon in, who is just... Who's gotten it done against everyone he plays against, which is um, surprising but uh, impressive as well. So you gotta like Gordon this week. You gotta like the Chargers' passing game as well. Miami defensively, not really a stout D. So I'm starting Tyrell Williams. I'm starting Phillip Rivers. I'm starting Antonio Gates. Getting those guys in my lineups. 425 start in Pittsburgh as hopefully the Dallas Cowboys go down this week. Heading into town seven and one. It's just makes me sad to even say it and, and angry to think about it so let's let's get through this one quickly Sadly, I think you're starting your Cowboys, uh, all of them, Dak included. As uh, It's a week for the passing game. In reality, Pittsburgh significantly better against the run than the pass. Thus, uh, look, you're never sitting Ezekiel Elliott any week ever, um, but maybe not the week to roll him out in DFS. But on the flip side, that Pittsburgh secondary is is bad, man. It's bad, and Dak has been good. So I think you roll with Dak, you roll with Dez, you roll with Beasley, you roll with Witten. I think all those guys put up good weeks in in what should be a shootout. Speaking of which, on the other side of the ball there, you know, I like everybody in Pittsburgh. I, I love Levy in this week. I think he gets in the end zone finally this week. Also cheap on DFS comparative to his normal price. So a nice play there. Same thing with Antonio Brown. Obviously had the rough like two and a half quarters last week and, and still ended up with 87 and a touchdown. Uh, I think with a, a more healthy Ben Roethlisberger this week, we get back to seeing The Antonio Brown that we know and love. I think he puts up a big, big week against an injured Dallas secondary. Moe Claiborne will not be playing. I think that's a a gimme there. And also, I like Sammy Coates as a second option in that passing game. Again, Dallas, uh, Barry Church, I believe, will be out as well. Really injured in that secondary. Sammy Coates, uh, they have no one who's going to be able to run with that kid. So... I could see a, a big time shootout here. I'm starting all my guys on both sides of the ball. Last four o'clock ish start at 4:25. We go to Arizona. San Francisco in town? Man, could David Johnson be more of a lock number one play in all of fantasy this week? The answer is he could not. <laughs> Going up against a uh, a Niners run defense that is almost allowing 200 yards a game. Not kidding. 200 yards rushing per game. It's 193 technically, but like that is outrageous. It's it's more than 40 yards or 50 yards above the next worst run defense in the league. David Johnson, the all-time start of the week here. Uh, Get him in all your lineups. Pay the price in DFS. It will be worth it. David Johnson, already the best running back in fantasy, along with Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to have a big week, and uh, I think you start all your Cardinals, really. J.J. Nelson is a, is a nice under-the-radar play as he has kind of moved his way up that wide receiver depth chart over the last few weeks, and I'm um, looking to uh, you know, keep building on it. A couple touchdowns the last couple weeks, uh, so and that kid can run. So in San Francisco, not many guys who can cover him. So I like J.J. Nelson, like Fitz. I like that whole Arizona offense, but especially David Johnson. San Francisco side of the ball, I mean, I – I don't know if I'm starting anybody. Kaepernick gives you that low floor uh, for a cheap price, especially in DFS. He will run, so there's some value there. But man, I'm 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 avoiding this one. This feels like Arizona 33 to three type of game or something like that. So where I can and Carlos Hyde's still a question mark to play. If he plays, you probably roll with him, but. I am very much leaning towards the Arizona side in this one, unsurprisingly. All right, two games left. Sunday nighter as we get the uh, rematch of the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Seattle heading into New England. Love the Patriots this week. That Seattle defense, not nearly what it's been, has really struggled against the pass over the last month, surprisingly. One of the, uh, I believe, five or six worst, worst teams in the league against the pass over the last month. Brady, Edelman, and he hasn't been great, but Edelman gets it going this week. Gronk, Bennett. Deion Lewis potentially back. If he is, I'm rolling with him. I'm rolling with all those guys. I'm rolling with LeGarrette Blunt, even against that Seattle run D. I think the Pats put up some points this week, so I'm rolling with all my Pats, and conversely, rolling with all my Seahawks. Is that New England defense not that great? I think we see a shootout, though I do think the Pats cover that 7.5 point line for what it's worth. Um, But, you know, I'm starting Russell Wilson. C.J. Proceis is is probably one of the more under-the-radar great plays this week, as Christine Michael hasn't been very good and also looks like he might not play. Thomas Rawls could be back, but again, you know, just getting back, so... In a game where I would think Seattle's going to be down and have to throw, I think C.J. Prosize could be a great, great, great under-the-radar play this week, uh, starting Baldwin. Jimmy Graham should be a stud this week as well. Let's round it out with that Monday nighter in New York. As Cincinnati in town taking on the Giants, uh, another game with some fantasy goodness. I'm probably uh, rolling with all of my Bengals this week. Obviously, you're rolling A.J. Green. I think Gio Bernard over Jeremy Hill this week simply because New York has been pretty solid against the run and not nearly as good with backs out of the backfield. So I think it's more of a Gio Bernard week than a Jeremy Hill week, but uh, a J green, Tyler Eifert. I think you're starting your, your pass catchers in the Cincinnati offense. And, and even Andy Dalton, not an awful start. Uh, and then of course the giants, I, I think you start Eli in the passing game. You're not starting any giants running backs because they're all terrible, <laughs> but I think you go with Eli, you go with Beckham, you go with Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, you roll with that crew, and I think they'll put up some points in what should be a uh, a good Monday night game, a close Monday night game that I think we will see some fantasy goodness out of. All right, let's get to it. I, I spoke to him a few days ago. He's ready to bring it, as always. Here he is, Mr. Sigmund Bloom. And as always, I'd like to welcome in our weekly guest after a uh, a week off where it just worked out perfectly, more so for me because I just didn't have the time to record Less so for him and the laryngitis that he is uh, now fully healed from. But uh, as always, I'd like to welcome him. He's a co-owner of FootballGuys.com. And you can follow him on Twitter. And his name at Sigmund Bloom. Mr. Sigmund Bloom, what's up, brother?
1: Me, 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 me. It's there. It actually is there. I, we're like 90%, 80, 90%. Next week, uh, certainly hope to be back to 100% on the voice front. But uh, if they still listed players as probable, I'm probable for Week 10.
0: I love it. It's a shame that we got rid of the probable tag. It was, it was so meaningless and yet so enjoyable at the same time, but uh, I'll take 80% of Sigmund Bloom over a hundred percent of pretty much anybody's Sigmund. So, um, so let's jump in here. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little fantasy and then uh, really, I, I think the inside the mind of Sigmund Blum, uh is something that is uh, what I look forward to the most. And I'm sure the listeners as well, uh, especially in a week uh, and, and just for, for posterity's sake, Sigma and I are recording the day after the election. We are recording on Wednesday, um, so uh, if any if anything leaks out, uh, uh, perhaps that is why. So let's jump in. Um, uh, very uh, uh, fantasy wise, I, I want to stick big picture here because. Um, You know, teams are kind of where they're at. You kind of have a feel for your team. You kind of have a feel for whether you are in it or not. Uh, So for the teams that are in it and, you know, uh, not in a keeper trade, I'm going to pretty much stick to to seasonal leagues here. Um, I want to look at each position. I want you to give me as as the trade deadline is, upon us. We are right in the heart of, of trade deadline season here. So uh, Sigmund, if, if you could trade for one player at quarterback, who would it be and why? And you can interpret the question however you like. It could be a, a buy high. It could be a you know, buy low or, or whatever. So
1: I'll, I'll take a leap of faith with Cam Newton. Uh, and I was expecting his owners are frustrated with him. Um, remember that he's played Minnesota. He's played Denver. Uh, he's played Arizona. These are all very tough defenses. Uh, Looking forward, Kansas City's not great this week, but then New Orleans, Oakland. Yeah, he has to travel to Seattle and San Diego, Washington, and Atlanta. Every game with Atlanta. I think the game was like, what was it the first time these two teams played? Like 45-33 or something like that. Yeah, it was was a shootout. He can be a league winner for you if you're looking for a quarterback. And at this moment of frustration, maybe he's available for cheaper than he should be.
0: Yeah, I love that call. I'm all in on Cam, and uh, for those who do play DFS, he has been very relatively priced there as well and maybe get a few really uh, dominant weeks for a cheap price as well there. But I'm, I'm with you, especially with the... Insane amount of upside that guy has. Uh, uh, like you said, he can carry your team to a title. So uh, on the flip side, who's a guy you're trading away, if at all possible, and and or you know someone you think you, maybe will still be good, but you think you've gotten the best from, and is at the peak of their value?
1: Yeah. And by the way, I'll, I'll give an honorable mention to Russell Wilson. Although after his Monday night performance, he might not be as easy to get. It's you know it's really hard to trade away quarterbacks at this point and get value. But I suppose if you were able. To uh, trade, I'm sorry, if you had um, Aaron Rodgers and you can get elite quarterback value for him at this point, then you might want to look at that only because looking forward, you know, he has to travel to Philadelphia in week uh, 12. He has Seattle coming to Green Bay in week fourteen, and he has Minnesota coming to Green Bay in week sixteen. Also, Houston's past defense has been pretty tough statistically. Week thirteen, and it does appear that if Mike McCarthy can, he will throttle this offense back into being a boring, balanced offense. So, if you can cash in Aaron Rodgers at like top three quarterback value, I'd do that.
0: All right, who is a player running back that you're looking to acquire?
1: LeSean McCoy. Uh, and he looks fantastic on uh, Monday night. He's going into his bye. He can rest that hamstring. And I love the schedule here. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Oakland, and then three home games. You think of home games, Buffalo, December, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland. Uh, I think LaShawn McCoy is still the man. This running game is still good. I think that he's not being valued correctly as the running back one that he is in fantasy right now.
0: Yeah, the Shady, I, I totally agree, especially with how good they've been running the ball and the the offensive schemes that they've been using have been pretty interesting and different. So, um, And obviously, I think losing Eric Wood will hurt at their center, but that O-line kind of uh, is machine-like in terms of its run blocking. So I, I, I like that play there. Who's, who on the flip side is someone you're hoping to get rid of if possible?
1: Doesn't it just feel like the other shoe's going to drop with DeMarco Murray at some point? <laughs> yes, you know, tell it, us.
0: It, it, tell us in Philadelphia how we can't believe the other shoe hasn't dropped.
1: There's a lot of games where he's had excellent fantasy lines, even though Tennessee's running game wasn't good. You know, He would, had seven catches last week and a touchdown late in the game. So he keeps finding a way to do it, and maybe that can happen for the rest of the year, but you have overwork uh, possibility, and, and you just have the way that he's doing it with smoke and mirrors at times. He has already... Uh, he still has his buy coming up in week 13. That could be crucial for you. He has uh, some matchups on the four of his last uh, six games through week 16 are on the road. Um, Tennessee as a team, I, I think, is maybe a little bit overrated right now. So I, I think that if you can cash in DeMarco Murray, if you have the luxury of being able to trade him, then at uh, it, it, it running back one value, I would do that.
0: All right. And last, let's do one each for wide receiver, and then I'm going to throw a twist at tight end.
1: Yeah. Um... You know, at wide receiver, it's tough. Uh, I mean, there's maybe Allen Robinson, like just kind of throwing a a dart because Jacksonville is getting back into the garbage time catch up game scripts. He still looks fantastic. You have Denver and Minnesota left on their schedule, but Houston and Tennessee in weeks 15 and 16. Um, At tight end, uh, I still like Martellus Bennett. I I mean, if if you can get him for a song, you can get him as a throw in. I still think that looking at New England's rest-of-season schedule, uh, Seattle, San Fran, Jets, L.A., Baltimore, Denver, the Jets, maybe only San Fran and the Denver games seem like LeGarrette-Blunt games to me. Uh, The rest of those games seem to me to be like pass-heavy games. And uh, you know that teams, if they're going to try to take one of the two tight ends away, it will be Gronkowski. Bennett has a little ankle thing that he got to heal over the bye. Uh, Seattle has had trouble with tight ends, so this could be the last chance to get him.
0: All right. I'm going to add in now that we're, uh, before we jump in inside the mind, a quick question about one specific situation that I think is worth noting. CJ Procise, Christine Michael, and now Thomas Rawls practicing again. Michael hasn't been as effective as he was a little bit earlier in the season. Obviously still a talented guy and Procise being, you know, significantly more involved as of late. How do you see this shaking out over the, you know, last quarter of the fantasy season?
1: I think Michael goes back to the bench. I, 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 We saw Sherman Smith, the head running back's coach, uh, challenge him uh, openly like in the media a few weeks ago. And what have we seen since then? They're barely using him. Uh, they're seeing more of Precise. And Precise may get more snaps as they go into more of a pass mode. And that's where Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham come in. But I think that Precise is going to be a dicey play week to week. Thomas Rawls, you can sometimes get for free on the waiver wire. You can get him cheap maybe in a trade right now. We know what he can do last year he was outstanding and if russell wilson starts to keep that passing game going week over week even though there are some tough matchups there things will open up uh you know chances for short touchdowns which is really what christian michael's value has been based on at this point he hasn't been an efficient runner so seattle's schedule tells me they're going to still pass more than run uh but i think when they have success running the ball it'll be Rawls.
0: man christian michael should just be called the fantasy roller coaster yeah, his entire career. All right, uh, let's get to uh, the most important part of this podcast. If if people wanted to just fast forward to this point, I wouldn't blame them. Uh, Sigmund, let's get inside your mind. And normally we've uh, at least recently been doing the either ors and having a little fun with it. But it's the day after a a monumental, uh, historic election, and um, you know wh- wherever you want to go with this, this is uh this is your your. Cup of tea. You're, you're not cup of tea. You're, pl- you know, platform here. Um, you know, at, at regardless of who people supported or, or what they believe, uh, we are clearly a very, very divided country right now. So um, if I gave you the platform to speak to everybody and say, America, this is what you should do, uh, you know, what are you saying?
1: Oh, wow. Um, th- th- I've been waiting my whole life for someone to ask me this. Oh wow!
0: So I'm happy uh, I could oblige.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I I'll try to speak to everybody when I say that. Uh, I think part of what resonated for folks that voted for Donald Trump was the idea that um, that the the fix is in that that the system is rigged against us. Okay, but let's remember who us is here. Um, Us are people who don't have consolidated power, who don't have consolidated wealth. Us are the people that actually make America great. Uh, The workers, the consumers. That's what the economy is based on. The job creators in America are the people who work and the people who stimulate the economy by uh, purchasing goods and services. Um, I think that we have continuing consolidation of profit capture by folks that have tried to convince us that they're responsible for creating profit, that they're responsible for creating value. And I think there is a bridge between maybe folks that were Bernie Sanders supporters and folks that are Donald Trump supporters to align against that consolidation of power, of moneyed power that has co-opted the apparatus of our government. So the apparatus of our government is neutral, um, but it has been co-opted now by... uh, Money power is going to try to entrench itself even deeper and further and and use that apparatus to do that. And that's what we've seen happening year after year recently uh, in in a way that makes everybody feel like we have to work harder just to get by. And I think that a lot of that animus uh, was propelling people to maybe hold their nose and and vote for Donald Trump because he was one of the – he was the only candidate saying the system is rigged and pointing these things out. So if we can align – behind those things and take on, break up that consolidation of power. Um, workers have no power in the labor market now. Um, everybody feels like you have to feel lucky just to have a job and accept the poor, uh, you know, part-time job. So, well, not that we're going to have um, Obamacare anymore, but the idea that, well, if you we have to give you health insurance, we'll just restructure the job so we don't have to give you health insurance and things like that. We need to focus on Flipping that and putting the power back uh, in the people, and I think one of the ways we can do that is is being like extended families for each other. We don't all need to hustle to have the the same things. We can share. You know, I, I have a son, and after my son was born, lots of other parents they give you, you know, here's some cloth diapers, here's some baby uh, uh, bottles that we're not using anymore, here's a crib that we're not using anymore. People understand that we together we can help each other out and make it so that we don't have to worry about things. And then we can restore the power, the power back to the people and get back to the actual value, the, the people that create the value, getting the value. And then we can go back to bickering like family members all over all of this.
0: <laughs> so let's,
1: let's unite against the real enemy.
0: That is a uh, very well said. That's the and first installment.
1: If you want, you can give me an installment every week, and this will become the new podcast.
0: Because I, I I love my it. True and calling
1: is cult leader.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let's go with um. Let's go with uh, uh. Like um. Political. Yeah, we could do. We could do something a little less uh, insidious sounding than cult leader. I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: influence.
0: Uh, revolutionary. Influence. How about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, demagogue. Now
0: <laughs> we got one of those. I think. Um, no, terrific, terrific stuff, uh, Sigmund. We re- really uh, appreciate the uh, obviously the fantasy knowledge, but also the uh, the poignant thoughts and the uh, the interesting perspective. Yeah, the interesting perspective on the world, and uh, I think it. Uh, you know, it's important to talk about this stuff and to think about it. And like you say, you know, or, or you know, we were talking a little off air, but you know, for for people to realize that they do have a voice and they have to use it. And, and, you know, we can't be passive and and, uh, let things happen to us. So uh, Sigmund, uh, back on the uh, fantasy from the reality. Uh, Anything going on uh, outside of the audible eight days a week and uh, anything over at footballguys.com or hoopsguys.com?
1: Hoops, guys. Yeah, i remind people we've got NBA DFS coverage, hoopsguys.com, free through Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, more of our coverage now, football guys focusing on looking ahead to playoff schedules. Like you said, trade the trade deadline, my buy low sell high, will focus on that this week. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, it's certainly fantasy football has always been a good diversion for us, whether it's personal things in our, our lives or otherwise, uh, and that diversion – in some ways, it was comforting to go back and do our, our Wednesday work, you know, projections and things like that. And I hope we can continue to help people with, with all the things, not just not 11-9, just uh, all the things that scratch and claw at us, give us a little bit of balm, a little bit of comfort.
0: I love it. Well, Sigmund, thank you so much. And uh, uh, next week, uh, everyone will have to wait one more week for the next installment of Sigmund's uh, uh, revolutionary uh, cult leader, uh, inspirational note. How about that? Yeah. Inspiration. I like to provide inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration was the word I was originally looking for. And that, that's a good one, I think. So let's go with that. Uh, again, uh, uh, you can catch him every week here. And again, check him out at Sigmund Bloom on Twitter, footballguys.com, hoopsguys.com. Sigmund. We'll talk to you next week. Always appreciate it, man. As always Sigmund killing it. And how about that? That just beautiful message to America at the end Sigmund really, uh, A thoughtful person, and uh, it's always a a pleasure to speak to him each week. So that's going to do it for episode 13 of this week in fantasy. Again, for Sigmund Bloom, I am James Seltzer. Back next week, breaking down a week 11 slate for everyone out there. Good luck this week. Go out. Hopefully you are, are making a playoff run, and if not, let's turn that season around. And and if you're in DFS, and you know what? It's pretty simple. Just go win some money. So to everyone, good luck again. Week 10. Uh Back next week again for Sigmund Bloom I am James Seltzer. Big this has been episode
1: 13 of This Week in Fantasy. Yo, people the style and the way the uh-huh. The number one question is can the feds get us? Uh-huh. I got vendettas and dice games against uh-huh. ass bettors. And so get and drive jettas. Take that with you. Kick
0: you split up. A fist fights and lame scuffles uh. Pillowcase to your face, make the shell muffle. Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle. Uh-huh. A tussle, nickel plated, sprinkle
1: coke on the floor, make it drug related. Most hated and faded. While y'all plumb Billy, really, I run up and stunt silly. Uh-huh. Scared, so you sent your little man's to come kill me. Uh-huh. But on the contrary, I packed the Mac really, squeezed off on him, left the paramedics breathing soft on him. What's your name? Who shot your
0: mother?